0: I love it when a reader says, I have no interest in fashion, but I love that story. And I'm like, ah, you do have an interest in fashion because you're not naked. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Did y'all hear those last fire episodes with amazing black designers? alicia goodwin and fresh of rich fresh just so so good seriously i am still so high off of chatting to them and i thank them again so listen if you get a chance guys um now this one is for the nerds the real nerds so you've been warned Because I read and all that good stuff, I keep seeing this term material literacy. And instead of just nodding along like I know exactly what they mean, I decided to give it a deep dive because we are going to hear more about this in the immediate future. Read anything about the ongoing climate breakdown and you'll invariably stumble upon the idea of sustainability, a term that seems to be in use across every single discipline and industry going. When Forever 21 declared bankruptcy this past fall, it was a tipping point for the fast fashion industry. The brand's cheap and trendy clothing options and rapid product cycle allows buyers to acquire and dispose of the latest fashions frequently and at a low cost. But recent years have brought scrutiny toward the practices of companies known for fast fashion, such as Forever 21, Zara, and H&M. Now, back to material literacy materials are the key component they are the foundation of everything that exists on the planet from experimental one-offs to mass manufacturing the local to the global the handmade to the machine generated the ephemeral to the eternally enduring working with materials in a truly sustainable manner means that we can create a positive impact across society the environment policy and economics fundamentally It is about achieving an equilibrium between the planet and its people. Last year, McKinsey conducted a study which found that online searches for sustainable fashion tripled between 2016 and 2019. This increasing demand for eco-friendly fashion has provided a new frontier for material science and chemistry innovations in the apparel industry. The surging desire from both consumers and brands for new textile technologies has opened up the market to growth opportunities, previously stifled by the accelerating product cycles and lowest cost possible aims of fast fashion. Daiku, a Netherlands-based company, has already made headway in the pursuit of water-free dye processes. Their closed-loop dyeing process powered by carbon dioxide instead of water has been used by high-profile brands like Nike and Adidas. Companies hoping to provide cradle-to-cradle solutions, the term used for processes that intend to keep materials within a circular economy, mindful of the end state of materials at the start of the design process. That is the idea behind Thousand Fell, F-E-L-L, a footwear maker that uses primarily recycled materials is also female-founded by Chloe Songer. Thousand Fell also wants to make it easier for consumers to recycle their shoes. You could do some great design thinking and great production, but if you're not set up to actively collect product, it's a little bit in vain. In November, Thousand Fell teamed up with UPS to provide consumers with an easier way to recycle their worn-out footwear. For a long time, serious study of materials had been largely consigned to academia and the sciences. But it's now a subject in which materials and their designers could be understood as the societal glue which holds industries together. After all, everything is made of something, right? That means that we all need an understanding of how things are made and where they come from. This knowledge can then inform our choices and lifestyles, allowing us to make decisions which are rooted in an interest in crisis aversion. Consider the identity of the material first. Rather than asking if something is made of glass, plastic, or metal, think about whether it's soft, warm, flexible, or transparent. This allows us to produce a more sustainable outcome by immediately introducing materials into the design process. Then we think about life cycles. We understand where raw materials come from, how they're currently being used, how they they will go on to degrade, and whether or not there's a potential for reuse. Having this in mind means we can consciously try to ensure that the cycle continues for as long as possible. Now think about the application of a given material. Some are great for longevity. Others are more modular and versatile. It's a systems-based approach that showcases how a single material can be applied across many different disciplines just by altering the way that it's being processed. To sum it up, a material literate society is a sustainable, responsible society. Not only would there be an understanding of the provenance, life cycle, and issues surrounding various materials, but we'd be able to grasp the hows and whys of manufacture alongside material characteristics. This will help us understand how sustainably viable individual materials are, whether it's down to its geographical location, how abundant it is, how it's harnessed, and the potential of it. To get to that stage, however, widely understood vocabulary around sustainability and responsibility needs to be in place. Misinterpretation, however innocent or well-intentioned it may be, ultimately leads to a sense of greenwashing in which serious important vital concepts concepts used to explain and explore the very things which could help us as a planet keep under the temperature increases which we know could be the beginning of a very real extinction event on earth end up being fodder for marketing the fact is this is one crisis we can't buy our way out of, and that means that issue of clear communication during this crisis needs to be of primary importance. Biodegradable, a material which has the ability to be broken down into non-harmful substances through natural processes. The time frame taken for materials with this capacity varies dependent on the perishability of the material itself. Bioplastic, Plastics which fall into this definition exist on spectrum, ranging from fossil fuel and biologically based plastics that are biodegradable to biologically based plastics that are not biodegradable. Waste, a term that means unwanted or unusable and a substance that is discarded or disposed of and has no use whatsoever. This is not the case as we are not most definitely seeing a surge in the amount of waste being utilized for so many uses. I prefer to use the term surplus, which gives this material a sense of value and purpose, whole systems thinking and approach, not leaving anything behind, meaning that every single part of the material system has been considered and has been utilized to its full potential. A more holistic way of considering and applying a material Whereby each and every single component of the material is being harnessed, which in turn has an impact on society, policy, the economy, and the environment. Out in my mini tirade with one of my quotes by George Monbiot We are often told we're materialistic. It seems to me we are not materialistic enough. We have a disrespect for materials, we use it quickly and carelessly. And if we are genuinely materialistic people, we will understand where materials come from and where they go. Until next time, peace.